Once again, it's on. Coming to you up the street from the big chair, around the corner from the shrimp boat. Coming straight out of the uh, Boost Mobile store in PG Plaza. We got the two-man show today. Just myself and my partner, Jose. Whoa. In the building. All right, man, Jose, let's uh, let's get this thing going, man, and, and talk about this uh, first week of the... Yes, indeed. I'm so excited. Fantasy season. Been, been a lot of anticipation. And, yeah, uh, you know we've been waiting and, and talking trash and and getting going, and so you know let's uh, there get some into great games. There was some great games. It was a great great games, that, and even tonight is some good game. It's a good game tonight. Um, I'm excited to go over it. This was up. So uh, let's get into it, man. So had had a, a full slate of games. We, we still got one that we're watching now with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And the Las Vegas Raiders still feels weird to say that I'm old school, man. You know, uh, Los Angeles, aka Oakland uh, Raiders, but now in Vegas. But let's go through some notable injuries. Uh, first and foremost, one that hits close to home is my man uh, Fitzmagic and uh, oh, yeah. the uh, Washington football team. So they say, you know, he has a hip injury where it's, it looks like it's going to be extensive enough to keep him out a few weeks, at least from what I'm hearing and been reading at least until early to mid-October. So the question is, what impact does uh, Hinky taking, taking the helm have on the rest of the Washington team fantasy players as far as, like, the, uh, our, you know, running backs and, you know, uh, McLaurin, Gibson, right? What, what do you think? First of all, how do you think Hinky will play? You know, we've seen him in the – Playoff, playoffs last year against Tampa Bay, and he had a – actually, I thought it was admirable to, you know, low-key great performance considering, you know, make going up on that big stage. So I'm, I'm kind of confident in him. What about yourself? Yeah, I think he's going to do good. I, I think he knows the playbook. He was in Carolina with um, with uh, Riviera and uh, uh, Turner, Bobby Turner or North Turner, son. So he knows the playbook. He – um. I think who's going to go up and, and catch this is going to go with uh, uh, Scary Terry. Also, uh, Logan Thomas. I think them two and uh, Gibson. So the first game. I don't know why I said Paulson. That's, that's the, uh, I think that's uh, the bad The old one. Yeah, the old one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, I think uh, McKiss is going to start getting some catches. He didn't get any catches. Uh, he didn't really get too much um, burn on the first game. So uh, I see him getting a little more catches next game. And then um, I think there'll be more fluid because he, he runs around a lot. He gives you that ability to run. And um, he takes a little bit of chances too. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think he adds. Not, and not that, uh, you know, Fitz was, a, was afraid to run, but I definitely think Hinky adds a, a – different dynamic to it where he's not afraid to take all of it if necessary. I I think you may lose some of the downfield attempts in terms of, you know, the big play. Uh, oh, yeah. Not yeah. To, uh, but, you know, Fitz, that was one of his – one of the things that he, he liked to do is, is attack downfield. And so that's that's probably the one area I think, you know, that may take a decline. But in terms of spreading the ball around, getting folks involved, 
I definitely can see him taking advantage of, of the tight end and running backs even more. And whether that's, you know, going to Gibson out of the backfield or even, like you said, uh, bringing in McKissick uh, to come in and, you know, take, get some receptions, you know, out of the backfield can definitely be a possibility. No, don't get me wrong. Um, I think Fitz, I mean, they were saying in the um, broadcast that, you know, he didn't really know the playbook. And you can kind of tell, like, he was kind of hesitant on some of his um, plays or some of his throws. But mm-hmm. um, definitely when he comes back, I really think that um, – He'll be, he'll be back to flow and throwing deep and, you know, pushing the ball further down. Um, but I think that time away will get him to uh, acclimated to the um, playbook. Yeah, it, you know, hopefully he'll come back with a renewed sense of, you know, purpose and urgency and a, a better understanding of the playbook. So it could be it could be beneficial. I'm just hoping that the, the hip injury is not more extensive you, than are you gonna you know, pick him up? initial uh, estimates. So is that – Looks like uh, Waller just had a big catch on the uh, in the. Uh, yes, yes, I need game. that. I need that. Are you going to pick up Han Heineke or Hineke? The uh, I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, truth be told, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to pick him up or see what else, see what else is out there. I, I haven't looked at it just yet, but um, you know, basically, as soon as as soon as the show's over, that's that's gonna be my next move. <laughs> it's time to figure out what direction I'm going to go in. Right. So we're, we're going to talk about a few of the quarterbacks that had, you know, some some pretty pretty decent games, right? And so they may, you know, if with with Fitz being a starter for me. All right, folks. After slight technical difficulties, we were back. So uh, you heard a little slight pause. Then that's what was going on, getting everything right for you. All right. So Jose, we getting back, picking up where we left off at. He ran through uh, fits and the impact of that. What do you think about Mostert and, uh, you know, him going down in the game? And unfortunately, man, this kind of fits the narrative of Mostert and, and what was, you know, potentially problematic for him, you know, folks that were drafting while he was so low, is that he's never played a full season. Yeah, I don't think he's had, he's had more than maybe 100 or so carries in the season. Uh, but the interesting part, not just that Mostert was injured, but the fact that the – uh, running back that came in for him was not Trey Sermon, but it was uh, Elijah Mitchell, right? And yeah. at the moment, he is, you know, he's one one of the leaders uh, for fantasy so far in the whole league. So the question is, what do you think about most of being being hurt, uh, you know, going out? And then, do you think Elijah Mitchell is somebody that you need to scoop scoop up on the waiver wire? Oh, you definitely need to scoop up um, Elijah Mitchell. Um, I definitely know about the San Francisco team because that is one of my teams that I look and follow. Um, Elijah Mitchell, he is a speedster with um, who tried to yeah, play. He, he tried to. Huh? No, I was gonna say they said he clocked in at four three five at the combine, something like that. Yeah, but he plays his game like tomorrow. Um, he, he, he studies his tapes. Uh, that's one of his uh, favorite players that he looks at. And he tried to follow and um, duplicate his run style, his, his ability. So he hits that hole. He, he has that 4-3. Uh, he hits that hole in one cut and he's gone. But he's powerful too. So he's not going to get hit. I mean, hurt that quick. Um, and then what I heard too at that game, uh, he had about, I think, 16 attempts. Uh, rushing attempts, but yeah, he ended up with uh, uh, he, he actually ended up with 19 rushing attempts, 104 yards, one TD. 
Yeah, so the thing is, so somebody brought up a good point when I listened to uh, uh, Grant um, Grant Cohn's show, right? He he brought up a good point where in Washington they had uh, drafted um, Halu, were Halu, and then they had picked up right. Alfred Morris, and Alfred Morris outshined uh, Hulu was which was a higher pick. So right. you got the same scenarios going where um, Mitchell outperformed basically Sermon, where he got the starting position. I mean, the playing position. And um, his style, he's he has the speed, he has the vision, uh, and he can also catch. Uh, so I see him really – the reason why I brought up the attempts because he's really the only running back in the San Francisco unit in the past four years since Shanahan has been there in five years that only runs um, – that doesn't have a substitute or a backup that come in. Hasty only came in for like three attempts where normally they split those carries and he didn't split any carries. So that was, that's something that I noted really on my notebooks because he normally don't do that. Shanahan likes sharing it. Right. So, yeah, look, it, it, you know, San Fran, the 49, the Niners are big on, you know, uh, it being a meritocracy. So basically the best player is going to play and, you know, whoever's the most productive. So obviously they must have saw something something in, in practice because they, they were pretty hush-hush about it and Elijah Mitchell that uh, Trey Sermon wasn't giving them. So, the... Um, all right, so let's move on. Well, let me ask you this. Would you keep Mostert? Like, is, is, is that somebody you... If you had him on your roster, would yes. you keep him? Okay. Yes, definitely keep him on your bench. If you have a, um, a injured reserves uh, slot, definitely put him in there, wait until he comes back. And when he does come back, um, just use him as the number two back uh, flex uh, player because... He'll be the product, he'll be like the the change up. He's a little bit quicker than Mitchell, but Mitchell's uh speed and strength. Okay. All right, so the next next injury news of note, uh injury of note is Jerry Judy, the receiver out of Denver. And you know, there were high hopes for for Judy this year coming into the season. And for him to go down, you know, this early. And it looks like it's going to be a high ankle sprain where he, he could be out potentially for a few weeks. What do you think the impact is on the Denver passing game at this point in time? I mean, it's, it's I think it's still going to be okay. Um, Terry Bridgewater, he's a basically a field general. He he manages the ball. He he, he makes sure that he try to reduce his um, interceptions, um, his turnovers. So I don't really see a big loss especially speed. I mean, of course, he takes off the top of this, um, the defense. So, But you got Sutton, and then you have that uh, guy, Tim Patrick, I believe. And then you got um, no offense. And then you got your running backs that you can start. Um, and their style is mostly running. They want to run the ball. Fangio wants to run the ball before passing. Yeah, I think that's definitely, that's definitely true in terms of them being a run-first offense and – Bridgewater being more of a, you know, I hate the term uh, game manager, but his job is to uh, keep the offense moving, not necessarily go out and win the game for him. And right. their ability to run the ball was evident by the fact that, you know, Gordon was able to be productive, you know, during the game as well. And, you know, when you looked at it, um, also, uh, not only, you know, not only was, was Gordon productive, but Javante Williams had had 14 carries and 45 yards. So, Right. Definitely think they just they just find themselves leaning on the run more, and uh, you know Judy, you know he's looking good. He had six receptions, seventy-two yards at the time before he went down. I expect Courtland Sutton to you know potentially pick it up, 
But I think more so the beneficiary is probably going to be Noah Fain. Yeah. And they also got that, that guy from Penn State. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, Norman? No. Norman. I forgot his name, but he's he's kind of quick. Um, he might step up in that in that role, third, the third um, receiver. But it's, right. I was just thinking just now um, with Terry Bridgewater, it's almost like when he was in um, Minnesota. I think he had uh, Cook his rookie year. So it's going to probably be the same thing, lean on the run and pass when need, you when need to. Okay. All right. Let's see. So those are three the three injuries that stood out to me most. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get into your week one. Uh, basically, your week one uh, studs and does. And we'll just throw a couple names out and what you get your take on them and whether or not you know what you what you think of their performance uh, for week one and what do you see for them going forward. Uh, so the first one I'm going to throw at you is. Jared Goff. Right now, he's third and uh, in, in fantasy points for the week, at almost thirty points in, in standard leagues. You, you think this is something that's indicative of, you know, going to be indicative of his season? You know, where there, uh, you know, he's going to have to air it out, or do you think this is kind of just one off? Uh, I think it's kind of one off. Um... I think he is going to have good games. Uh, I don't like his receiver core. Uh, I do like his running backs, um, with Jamal Williams and also uh, Swift. Swift, but because and I, plus I like the uh, offensive supporting there with Anthony Lynn. Uh, when he was in San Diego, he had uh, Eckler, he had uh, Melvin Gordon, Gordon at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then after uh, Gordon was gone, he had uh, Eckler and Jackson. So. And plus he had Keenan Allen. So he, he knows how to distribute the ball and the run. So I, I kind of expect him to be um, those two running backs to really do good. I don't uh, golf. Okay. I think he's going to probably average maybe um, maybe like 200 something. I don't see him really getting that 300 unless it's um, unless you're playing somebody like Jacksonville or, or something like that. I'm not sure. So I actually I think he uh, I heard someone use the term uh, or compare him to Blake Bortles when Blake Bortles when he was with Jacksonville right where mm-hmm. he wasn't that great but because they were they were always down that he he had to continuously throw the ball and he would get all those garbage like basically those garbage time points right yeah uh, towards the you know in the in the fourth quarter where they were still trying to you know playing catch up and basically airing it out. And the only thing working against him is that he doesn't have a great receiving core. But like you said, the uh, the running backs are are stellar and have an opportunity to catch a lot of balls up. Uh, then you then you also got the tight end with Hawkinson, who had a big game. And uh, you know I think Anthony Lynn will definitely know uh, you know will put in uh, the running backs in position to contribute out of the backfield uh, for him. So I'm just looking, man, and you know while I don't see, I wouldn't bet that he would crack the the top 12 and be a starter for the rest of the year, I definitely feel like he can be, you know, a streamer uh, throughout the season, you know, depending on the matchup and, you know, a bye week uh, substitute. Or, or if you got a two-quarterback lead, he may be somebody to come in and give you some added, some added points that you, you know, normally wouldn't, wouldn't find elsewhere. Uh, when You know, when you get down into those uh, wide receiver two and three uh, type of deals. So, all right, let's, let's move on to what about – uh, Montgomery, 
Uh, well, before I do that, what about Winston and New Orleans State of the quarterbacks and in, his, in his five TD performance? I, I, I believe that. I, 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 I buy that. I believe that he's um, – what Sean Payton is going to do to him, he is like the quarterback whisperer. Like, he is just going to – you talking about that 50, that, that 5,000, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, that one year in Tampa Bay, he's going to demolish mm-hmm. that. He's going to have at least probably like 5,600, uh, maybe 40 touchdowns, and maybe 12 interceptions. If that. All right, so I, I, I guess it's safe to say that you, you're buying him for the rest of the season. I'm buying him. I'm buying him. I, uh, I, I was, I was sold on him in preseason. When I saw him in preseason, um, I, I just saw it. I, I, I saw it, man. I, I could just tell by the playbook, by how Sean is protecting him. And then Kamar, man, he's just on another level. Right. Now, I, I, I have to agree. I, I'm definitely buying Winston. I believe that he's going to be a top 12 uh, performer this year based on just his abilities and now the working with Sean Payton, cutting down on the turnovers, right, and making good decisions, I think that he, he'll have an opportunity to to really do some things and, and, and put his career back on track uh, this year. So, as long, you know, as long as he stays healthy, I think I think he'll be – he'll definitely be in the uh, QB1 uh, conversation. What do you think about those deep passes? Oh man, he you know that's his thing. You know, I call, I call him I call him crab legs. That's that's crab legs' specialty right there. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. The folks deep since since the days of FSU. So, all right, so let's. Uh, I'm looking. So as far as quarterbacks, that's that's pretty much it. Let's let's move to running back and turn okay. uh, uh, some more studs. What do you think about Montgomery out of Chicago? You you buying you buying or selling on David Montgomery? Had 17 man, attempts, 114 yards, one TD. Listen, one reception for uh, ten yards. I don't know if it was, it was a um, because of a Sunday night game or what. He was pumped up, but he looked great. Um, the play calling opened up. Um, man, he he ran strong. He had good vision. Uh, he had soft hands. I, I like. I, I'm buying him. Okay, yeah, I, def- I definitely I have him in in, in one of my leagues. And it looks like he's picking up where he left off last year. And if they, you know, continue to, you know, be in a position where they they provide some some decent blocking for him, I definitely think he can he can do do some things where he can be in that RB one conversation. Uh, you know, there's no point in talk. You know, we don't need to talk about McCaffrey. He's, he's he does what he what he has been doing with, with 98 no. on the rushing, 89 on, on receiving. That's so crazy. Hold, so hold up, the, with McCaffrey in the beginning. He wasn't looking too good. I was looking at halftime like, man, what yeah, is he, he doing? He had a little, he had a little rust on him, definitely, and I think this to be expected. <laughs> he the, was like two uh, for two for fifty. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, all right, so let's go through this uh, pretty quickly. Uh, okay, um, let me ask you this. I was going to get into it later, but Mark Ingram, he buying or selling? He had twenty six attempts. That's 20, 26 attempts. Wow, eighty five yards, one TD. And had one target, but not only that, take into account his not only his performance, but the fact that the other two running backs got got involved as well during during that game. What, what's your thoughts? You buying, you buying Ingram or, or? So I'm 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 gonna hold off on Ingram. I'm not selling him yet. I'm not buying him yet. I'm gonna hold off on him because um I don't know how long he can last. I know that he's a good back when he's healthy, um, but he wears down quick. I mean, just my opinion. Uh, I still got to kind of gauge the offensive playbook. 
Uh, Tyron Taylor was a surprise. Um, and, and Big Terrence called out uh, Brandy Cooks. I give him his props on that. <laughs> I, had, I had him on my I had him on my list, but I, I didn't I didn't go bold with him like uh, Terrence didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pull the trigger, but I I, I was waiting on the playbook, so uh, I'm not buying on him yet, and I'm not selling on him yet. I got him in the I, I got him in the cart. Okay, right. I, I, I get it. I get it. What is it's interesting is that they got all three running backs involved. That's that's the only reason I'll be kind of scared to to buy him wholeheartedly at this point in time. And like you say, th- his style is he's kind of a bruising back. So uh, you know it'll be interesting to see how long he's able to k- keep this pace up. You know, this was twenty six carries per game. Yeah. So one thing I saw um, that I just looking at the three backs, Lindsey and um, Johnson, David Johnson. So what I was thinking is. The head coach came from Baltimore, so I think they're going to try to use that three-headed monster they did back then uh, when he had Ingram, Gus, and uh, Dobbins. Right. All right. I can see that. I can see that. So, look, let's go back to – let's move to the receivers and go go back to Thursday night. What's your thoughts on A.B. and his performance? Oh, I'm buying it. I'm buying buying it. it. Yeah, his experience. I mean, he his work ethic. He know how to get open. I mean, I think this this offense helps him out because he doesn't have to be the star. You got um, Godwin on the outside. You have uh, Mike Evans taking a lot, so he can basically do whatever. He's like to me like a little scat back. Um, yep. He just he can do uh, in the rounds, jet sweeps, um, go over the, over the top, post corner. My favorite my favorite play. Um, I'm buying him, buying him all the way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm buying as well. And what what stuck out to me was that it wasn't what he was doing last year when he was doing a lot of stuff at the line of scrimmage. He was getting, you know, he was getting downfield. He was, you know, going across uh, the middle. So he was doing a little bit of everything. And he looked he looked like he had a an added, uh, you know, burst to his step, right? Like he didn't uh, he didn't look slow. He didn't he definitely looked more comfortable in the, um, you know, with the offense. And man, anytime you run with Brady, it can't help but to rub off, rub off on you, right? So, you know, right, right. Leave him in for a while, and so I'm, I'm definitely buying. I'm, I'm surprised. That, I guess just based on last year, I was surprised to see at the the d- different route uh, that he was running and his ability to, uh, you know, get open downfield. So, definitely buying. And uh, you know, looking, let's go through a couple of other names uh, real quick, and just let me know if you're if you're buying or or, or selling. Uh, Terrence's fourth round pick, Corey Davis, <laughs> came through big for him. <laughs> uh, you buying Corey Davis, or or you you, you kind of holding off at this point in time? I mean, knowing the, knowing the coach, knowing the coach, and knowing the player, if I need if I need a receiver in the pinch, I'm buying him. But if I, if I have options, I got him in my cart. Yeah, I think I think I think it's fool's gold, right? I, de- I definitely don't think he's. I think he'll he'll uh, he will kind of scale back as the season moves forward. I, I can't see him putting this up. I, I've, I've been betting on Corey Davis for a long time and coming up with with, with snake eyes, <laughs> you know, hoping hoping he breaks out and, and, and gives us a top ten finish. But it hasn't happened, I, and I'm I'm not sure if it happened this year. It could it could potentially, but uh, just the fact that Terrence Terrence took him in the fourth round. You know, you know, uh, gambler's luck. He must try and have a stellar season. But other than that, I'm not buying just yet. I'm, I'm not all in on him. All right. So, in regards to tight ends, nobody really stood out 
this week that you know wasn't expected to, to do. Um, Ooh, Hawkinson. Uh, Hawkinson. I was gonna say. The I didn't NFC expect that. Is is Hawk is right? And and that goes along with golf's uh, performance and you know basically everybody but the, everybody but the receivers eight, right? So <laughs> tight right. ends and running backs got got busy, but the uh, you know when you look down, uh, so the tight ends. The uh, tight end position looks well. What do you think about Jawan Johnson? Came out of nowhere with two TDs. You think that's legit? No, I think it's legit. Tight end for, uh, I think for it's legit, goal. but I think it's too many. I, no, I, I honestly do think it's legit, but I just can't gauge how many targets. He had like three targets, I think. I can't gauge. I can't gauge how many targets because you got two of the t- tight ends uh, um, that are hurt right now, and he's taking opportunity. He's taking the best of the opportunity. Plus, right. you got those three receivers. Plus, you got Michael Thomas on on the bench. I mean, on on injured reserve. Um, so, and then you got Kamara, and then Tony Jones. So it's like, whew, they're gonna be. I know they're gonna. Like I said, they're gonna have fifty six hundred for the year. I think he's gonna he's gonna break a record with the fifty six hundred passing. Um, yeah, it's gonna be sick. Right, yeah. So it, it should be interesting. I, I'm definitely when it comes to tight ends that you know without that were out of that top tier of guys, I'm looking for volume. And right now, I don't see him getting the volume uh, consistently, you know, all season. Uh, but he may definitely be a you know a guy in a pinch that can easily get you a touchdown or two with you know Winston back there. All right, let's go. Let's run through the games real quick. We you know, all right, let's look at uh, Jacksonville versus Houston. You know, we talked about the running backs in their situation between Ingram. Johnson and Lindsey. Uh, we talked about Cooks with this five, with this uh, seven targets, five receptions, 132 yards. I got surprised on that one. You, you touch you Amendola at all? He had one TD. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to bring up as a sleeper. You know, he had five targets, five um, catches, one touchdown. He's a a, a veteran receiver. Uh, Tyron Taylor knows how to you know uh, get to the people that he needs, to the receivers that he needs that can catch the ball, and he needs. Uh, consistency. So, um, I, I got I, I got him as a sleeper on my on my list, but I'm I'm holding off to see uh, some consistent catches from him. Okay, all right. So with Jacksonville, I think the the one thing I know, uh, other than Trevor Lawrence had a, had a decent decent uh, game. He uh, you know had the three turnovers, but he's a rookie, so that's kind of to be to be expected. His first time out, but he looked like he you know he, had, he got the volume in terms of uh, pass plays. Hit the negative game script where he had to, you know, air the ball out. Uh, Shark and Jones uh, both came up, you know, pretty pretty big with 12 and 9 targets apiece. However, James Robinson, five attempts, 25 yards. You know, folks were drafting him pretty early in, 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 in drafts. And for him to come out and basically not barely have 50 yards total uh, with five attempts, 25 yards rushing, uh, seven targets. He did get seven targets, but... Only five point four uh, points for the week. I got they, I got he's, he's, he's one of the does. You, you think? What do you, you think? That's uh, cause for concern. Eh? Yes, uh, I don't like the play calling. Uh, they're trying to mix um, pro and college together. Um, I don't think he's a, a Urban Meyer type of um, running back. Hmm. Um, I can see him being traded throughout the middle of the year because they're not going to utilize him as much or as as they need to. Um, but yeah, I, he he is a concern. I, I got him on not like on basically a dud for the year. Okay. All right. So 
moving to Pittsburgh, Buffalo, right? Um, no, nothing really to talk about other than the fact that Najee Harris was pretty pedestrian, had 16 attempts, 45 yards. And, uh, you know, consider where most folks drafted him at, you, you would hope that he would be, uh, you know, be able to be a, a tier one or, or right at right, uh, the top of that tier two. Uh, set of set of running backs. Uh, so, you 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 concerned about him? He's 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 one of the few guys that I think had you know based on where you drafted him had a dead performance. I think he's going to be good, but uh, for fantasy, I don't think he's going to do that good this year because that offensive line and who they play against um, the Cleveland, uh, uh, Baltimore, like it's going to be tough. You know, uh, he right. if he has the offensive line, I could say yeah. He's a good he's he's a hell of a back, but he needs that line right now, and that line looked horrible. Yeah, I, I can't see. I, I don't see I don't see them being in a position where uh, you know, they can basically, you know, get in a position where they can kind of pound it out or or, or take over a game with their ground game. So Right. It was interesting. You know, Buffalo, they put up a stinker. We know we don't t- I, I don't touch any of the the Buffalo running backs for the most part. Uh yeah. Stephon Diggs, you know, he his numbers were not that great. However, he had 15 targets. So that lets me know that he's going to be active, you know, uh, going, you know, throughout the season. So I'm not, not overly worried. You know, he would, if you had to say a dud for, for week one, he, his numbers stayed up. But looking at the targets, I, I, I don't see that being a, a cause for concern. Uh, I, you know, I see him and Josh Allen getting on, getting on point as they, you know, get right the ship a bit and get things moving. Uh, I'm not sure if they were reading their own, their own press clippings going into this game or, or, or not, but. Uh, I think brighter days are ahead for for Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen for that. Sure, I see I see a level of concern because um, I gotta see a couple more games just to to get my my last uh, statement on it because you got um, right now there's a blueprint. Whatever Pittsburgh did, they showed them how to slow him down. That that whole offense and that offense was potent. You know, they had, yeah, yeah. You know, they showed him how to do it. So if the team has a good – has the same ability as Pittsburgh, um, Pittsburgh showed them how to do it, how to slow them down. So I got to see a couple okay. games and how to get their – um, how to get rolling. Right. All right, so let's move on, uh, run through. Uh, there's not really much to talk about with the Jets and, and Carolina. You know, McCaffrey, McCaffrey, and the uh, receivers, Carolina receivers had a pr- pretty decent game. Uh, we know – what we talked about Corey Davis already with the Jets. And I think we talked mo- mostly about what we needed to talk about with the Green Bay New Orleans game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, we, we know that that's not indicative. Him and Devontae Adams, uh, I, I see them, you know, writing the ship pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, you know, what, uh, what's Rodgers' uh, famous statement? Stay calm or stay cool. Yeah. Don't panic. <laughs> so, no, I was panicked. I, he, I got him on my team, so he pissed me off. <laughs> well, look, you and, a, you and a lot of other folks, right? So uh, I, I don't see it. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about Aaron Jones. Uh, for them not to be even better to get the ground game going. Like, well, you couldn't get the ground game or or the uh, air game, you know, air yep. attack passing going. It, 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 was, it was a little sketchy. So, and, you know, just maybe – we all we all know that when uh, at a certain point in time, if, if Rodgers not feeling it, he'll throw in a towel or, or kind of coast a bit uh, in the game if, if he's not feeling like things are uh, you know are working in his favor. Uh, I think it's a, there's a stat where he has very few like come from behind victories, right? Like yeah, if usually usually if he's up and, and the game's competitive, then you know he 
he tends to, to stay up. But when a game kind of gets out of hand, it's not often where he, he's coming back. Uh, so we talked about, uh, let's see, Chicago and the Rams for the most part. We talked about who's important there. Um, Stafford had a pretty good game with three TDs, 30 yards passing. Uh, so did Daryl Henderson uh, with his 16 attempts, 70 yards with the TD as well. Um, I do say keep an eye on Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Next game. Thursday night, we talked about Tampa Bay and Antonio Brown with his performance. Uh, we also, what do you think about uh, Gronkowski? You buying or selling? He's going to break down during the middle of the season. Um, I think Tom knows him. He's going to utilize him on special um, – he's going to use his knowledge and his experience for just special downs, and those special downs are going to be big plays. Uh, other than that, I don't see him using throughout the game that much. Uh, I see Brate or O.J. Um, Howard as the middle usage, but I see Grunt coming in on special downs on, on – yeah, special downs and just trying to get the game back in, in order. Any, any concern about Zeke Elliott? Uh, 11, 11 attempts, 33 yards. Uh, yeah. I mean, that offense That offense is a passing offense. Um, I, my concern is not that – my concern is more I got to see the next game. Because that, that game was kind of out of hand. You know, it, it was kind of like Brady against Dak, so – I want to see him in a regular game where it's not a, a you know passing after, a passing attack. So I think he can do well in that offense, but that game after that game, no. Okay. All right. So Cincinnati, Minnesota. <clears throat> Actually, before I go, let me. Um, I got a surprise on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Minnesota, Kirk Cousins came out. Normally he's a slow start in the season. He, he dropped 351 with two TDs, uh, 49 pass attempts. Uh, Joe Burrow stepped up, came through t- t- two TDs, 261 yards uh, passing. Uh, Joe Mixon, 29 carries, 127 yards. That surprised me right there. And put, and put in four receptions for 23. And uh, I think – so I start off with my – Joe Mixon, I think with the – I was surprised that he was able to do what he did against Minnesota. I, I, I would expect Minnesota to come out better from a defense. Even though they had a bad year last year, I thought that they uh, made some um, adjustments in their personnel and that where they can actually, you know, uh, right the ship on the defense. However, that remains to be seen. Uh, J- Jamar Chase, he ended up with a, over 100, uh, you know, buck for, you know, receiving yards. One TD, you know, the big thing was that he had a lot of drops during the preseason, but it looks like he, you know, kind of hit in stride, and, and that was just kind of, you know, a moment. And that's not, uh, he, you know, indicative of who he's going to be as a player. So it would be interesting to watch. What what's some of your thoughts on, on the game? Well, the mixing uh, surprised me because, like you said, defense, uh, Minnesota defense is kind of strong. I thought they were at least going to come out and then slow them down. And plus, I thought the um, Cincinnati offense wasn't as good, but they must have revamped it. Um, Chase was a big surprise. Um, I thought he was, I, I knew he was going to get a good game, but not a game like that because I thought Higgins and Boyd was going to get most of the target, which was kind of reverse. Um, I think Higgins, he, 
he didn't get that much of a target like he normally did uh, last year. And I like him as a uh, receiver. Um, other than that, it's just those are the surprises was uh, Chase and Mixon and, okay. and the, the reduction of Higgins. All right, so I think we touched on a lot. We're moving to the uh, San Fran Detroit game. I think we touched on a lot of that uh, yes. in regards to, uh, you know, the, the situation with Mostert, uh, Detroit situation where they're basically going to have to, uh, you know, play from behind a lot, utilizing a tight end and running back situation. Uh, question for you, though, that Atlanta-Philly game, is that indicative yeah. of who those teams are? Matt Ryan, basically, I'm not sure what, what was going on there. Uh, you know, Ridley could barely get it going. He had eight, eight targets, five receptions, 51 yards. Is it cause for concern for, for Ridley? You know, a lot of guys drive them, you know, yeah. as they're number, their number one receiver. So. Oh, he yeah. then also taking into account Cal Pitts. Had, he had eight targets, four receptions, 31 yards. So the, 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 head, coach, the head coach is the co- coordinator from Tennessee. Where he had a running back, uh, you know, of course, Derrick Henry. Super, had Superman back then. <laughs> yeah, he had Derrick Henry. Um, he also had uh, A.J. Brown at that time and Corey Davis. So right. if we look at, the, look at the past and how his tendencies are, he likes to run the ball a lot, uh, which he was trying to do with uh, Mike Davis and Cordell uh, uh, Patterson. Um, yeah. I see Patterson as being the mold of what um, – Henry gives you, but not just – he's like a small man Henry. You know, they, they're trying to groom him into that. But other than that, I, I don't see a good – if anything, um, nah, they're going to have a bad year this year. I mean, yeah, he he doesn't roll out as much. Uh, his type of offense is about rolling out play action. The the one bright spot is that Pitts had eight targets, right? And like I said, I'm you know, when it comes to tight ends, I'm looking for value. And so if they can – put up any semblance of an offense, then potentially he can kind of live up to where a lot of folks were, you know, hoping he would be. Uh, so let's see. We talked we talk mostly. We went through both Denver and New York pretty good. Uh, any concern for Saquon Barkley? Yes. And 10 attempts. I, I, I pretty much avoided him uh, in, in most drafts. Uh, I avoided yes. him. I avoided, uh, you know, Zeke for the most part for where they were being drafted at. And so I, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not uh, in on him just yet. And you know, basically, yeah. I see. I believe when I see it. Yeah, I see a couple right. games. I'll see yeah. Thursday. Right. The uh, especially especially with the, the short week to see you know whether or not he can actually come back. Uh, you know, finish the game and come right back at it. And with Arizona, basically, we all know Kyler Murray is, is going to do his thing. DeAndre Hopkins is still there. Christian Kirk, I think you were you were uh, you were high on him. Yes. Well, and Rondell. Rondell Moore and Rondell Moore, yep. So I think that was probably the big the big thing is that he was able to spread the wealth. It wasn't just the Hopkins show. Kirk had five uh, five targets. Rondell Moore had five targets as well. Man, that, surprisingly enough, AJ Green had six. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're trying to do with him, but he, he had six targets. So I, I think that uh, yeah, it looks like right now. You know, he, Chase Edmonds had 13. Uh, attempts with plus four targets. I think just the volume of plays that they run, right? The pace that they they run their offense. If if Kyler, you know, can continue to do what he does in terms of keeping the defense off balance, man, it's you know with a rut, with five five attempts for twenty yards, one TD, it's you know you're going to get those type of those type of games uh, in that offense. Yeah, yeah. Not too so, many people have four DBs that can lock down all those players. You know, right, right. 
any any uh, I, I think it might have been you that said you were kind of concerned about Henry and whether or not this would be the year. Yeah, I told you I didn't. I wasn't interested in Henry this year because <laughs> right. And and I think Gene talked about his wearing down for two hundred something yards. I mean, two hundred attempts every year or whatever. Right. So it'll be interesting. I, I believe he can, you know, still, you know, just just the first game. But it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Um, going moving on to kind of close it out. I'm not sure if there's a lot to talk about with uh, with Indianapolis. Uh, Zach Pascal oh, goes to two TDs. You see John uh, J T Taylor, uh, Taylor or J Taylor, John Taylor. What's the name? John Taylor. Taylor. Yes, man. Oh my goodness. It is. A, it is a concern because um. So Wentz, I, I gotta see his tendency right now. Pittman, I, I got. I had. Him, I thought Pittman was gonna shine in this, but he threw to uh, Zach Pascal, uh, Campbell, uh, Taylor. I mean, it, that surprised me because I, I thought he's a, a really good receiver. I like his routes. I like his size. And I, I, that was unexpected. So I think they might turn it around next game. But man, Zach Pascal, two touchdowns, five targets, four receptions, four three yards. Yeah, the yards don't look like it, but two touchdowns help. Six points apiece. Right, Seattle. You know they they hitting on all cylinders. Russell Wilson came through again. Four TDs. Uh, Chris Carson, ninety-one yards rushing on every attempts three. Uh, three three receptions, twenty six yards. He did have a big fumble, uh, but I think he, you know, uh, can put that, you know, put that to bed. Hopefully, uh, Lockwood with five targets, four receptions, one hundred yards. Metcalf had six targets, uh, one TD uh, on four catches. The uh, Gerald Everett had the one TD. Uh, not happy about the uh, two targets, but the two tight ends as a whole basically had five targets. Uh, five receptions for about 57 yards in TD. So uh, I think it, I think you'll be uh, – you may find yourself playing uh, fantasy whack-a-mole between the two, but every day get to score this time. So it'll be interesting to see what it looks like going forward. Um, let's see. Cleveland and Kansas City, uh, they, they uh, you know, had a – basically had a shootout going on. Man, until, I like that game. That was a good game. Right. Up until that, that costly fumble uh, by, by Nick Chubb. Right, and you know that, that kind of turned turned things around for him. Uh, but David Joku had five targets, three receptions, seventy six yards. I think that was good. You know, a bright bright spot. Uh, for yeah, Kareem Kareem Hunt, you know, Kareem Hunt posted one TD, thirty three yards uh, on the ground, twenty eight through the air. So the question is, what does what does things look like when OG when OBJ is able to get back in into the groove, whether um, you know, it affects uh, Landry or uh, how the how the offense looks with them in there. The for Kansas City, only only person of concern I, I kind of I'm only person I'm kind of concerned about is Clyde Edwards Elaire, and that he doesn't seem to get the the goal line carries. No, like you know they, they like to use him in all facets of you know the passing game, running game, but when they get in close, they 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 actually call it a tight end screen. I mean, not not a tight end, a tackle screen. Uh, on on one uh, one play, a backup tackle at that. So uh, rather than give him the ball, so man, it's, uh, Kelsey, he's a monster as usual, you know, doing. Yeah. Uh, so and to wrap uh, it up, I do want to call out one guy. I'm looking at is um who's that? Anthony Anthony Swartz for the Cleveland. Okay. Um, okay. he had three catches, six nine yards, forty yards. Um, 
a 40 yard catch, but he's like the speed speedster. Like he um he pushes the, that back foot. So I think he's gonna be that big play, almost the Sean Jackson type of uh, receiver. What I see. So I'm gonna get, give it like a couple more games and uh, keep an eye on him. Okay. All right. So to close it out between Miami and New England. I think I'm going to sum it up with uh, one word or two words, <laughs> Mike Jones. <laughs> uh, one, one concern I got is Jacoby Myers. He had nine targets, six receptions, uh, you know, he's, and 44 yards. My, my concern is not that he's not going to get the targets and he's not going to get the catches. The fact is he hasn't scored a touchdown. And, you know, so I don't, I don't know how you can continue to, you know, trust him if he's not going to uh, get in the end zone at all. Uh, but Mike Jones, he, he was pretty, you know, pretty accurate, uh, just under 300 yards passing with one TD, you know, from a, in this day and age, it's kind of pedestrian, uh, but as a rookie, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think is what you would expect uh, from a Bill Belichick coach team, no interceptions, right? No turnovers. Right. right. Uh, and so uh, I, I can see that being, being the case going through, uh, throughout the year. You buying Nelson Aguilar, seven targets, five receptions, 72 yards, one TD. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Because, because Jacoby Myers is gonna he's gonna get all those those uh intimate um catches and stuff like that. He's gonna be the possession receiver. And then you're gonna have Aguilar that um, um blow the top off the uh, the defense and he's gonna get those touchdowns. Right, now I, I can see that. I can see that. So all right, so that's that's pretty much it for the for the full slate of games, man. Um this the last game is the Baltimore. Uh, Raiders game, the uh, Ravens and uh, Baltimore game right now. It's uh, Lamar Jackson. He's posted at about 138 with one TD uh, with 20 yards rushing. Oh, man, Tyson Williams, your guy, uh, 64 yards rushing, one TD so far, uh, 23 yards catching. So he looks like he's, he's on, he's on uh, pace to have a big game. Waller the baller, baller is doing this thing again. Uh, so – He's he's uh, on pace right now. I think he's at where's he coming at? Now? He's at twelve targets, <laughs> four receptions, four receptions, <laughs> twelve targets. Wow, man! Wow, talk about a target monster. Good gracious. Well, I don't like those um uh, that that ratio, man. No, four no, catches, no. Man. that's not good. Like, the, a guy with that with that talent. Over over the season, if he if he's getting that many targets, man, you you can't you can't go wrong with that. At some point in time, they they'll start to pay off uh, at a at a faster clip. Uh, Marquise Brown right now has four receptions, fifty two yards, leading Baltimore with one TD uh, from any receiving uh, category as far as points are concerned. Anyway, so all right, so we you know that's the Monday night matchup, man. Uh, you know everybody I'm sure is, is looking at Lamar Jackson to see if he can write the shit from last year. And you know, get back to where he was uh, the previous year. Uh, Dirk Carr uh, hasn't been that impressive so far. Right now, I think you know Baltimore is you know really their defense is it's always been pretty good, and so you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how this plays out for him. I think this is probably his last year. Uh, you know, with Gruden, if he doesn't you know kind of shine. I think it's Gruden's last year. Look, it could be. <laughs> you never know. But he he the one who got the long deal and the long money, so yeah, uh, it'll be, be interesting. I think it's gonna be both. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, all 
So man, that's that's it, man. We're gonna wrap it up. You know, as usual, man, it's, it's been it's been a blast. I want you guys to make sure you follow us on all social media, Twitter, ITP underscore FFL underscore podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook and in the pocket FF, FFL. Same with YouTube. Uh, like us, rate us, and share us. Subscribe uh, wherever you can find us. And on that note, man, we're going to take it out and put it back in the pocket. Yes, indeed. Have a good night, everyone. Uh,